Welcome to Radio ISO, the podcast for anyone out there in self-isolation who's really missing someone right now. It's a frightening time and we don't yet know how the next weeks will unfold. So during that period, this will be a place to tell your stories about the people you love and miss. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today I spoke to Susie, who is a lovely friend and a fantastic stand-up comedian. Susie talked to me about her best friend. feeling this week about the old self-i so how are you guys uh, so I should say Susie Susie Ruffle is um yes, she she she's uh, in self-isolation with her um amazing fiance Alice yeah that, that's the right terminology for us right <laughs> There's, yeah, still... yeah, yeah yeah okay just checking we're still getting married um, we're not <laughs> not to I mean, say the that the wedding but it's not it's not finding a bigger issue that's what you're wondering. Oh, a few. Well, that is good news. But how are you, how are you guys? Um, are you still sane? How are you feeling about everything? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprisingly sane, uh, which feels like next week I'm going to fall off a cliff because <laughs> I'm coping so well this week. And it can't continue, can it? Um, Maybe it will. Uh, I mean, I feel they, like I'm sort of going through stages of like, there was there was sort of some rage, some sadness Sure. there's different phases for me but maybe you're just I mean that's a Tuesday right <laughs> that's that's just a regular that is genuinely a Sunday evening <laughs> but um <laughs> I mean I think the thing that I'm finding most strange so for any listeners that don't know me which I mean it's probably loads of people who are you great don't worry I'll tell you. um <laughs> I'm a stand-up comic and that's what I do five or six nights a week and so that is it's very strange not doing that I think this is certainly by the end of this period of us being isolated it will be the longest I've gone in 12 years without doing stand-up wow which feels really strange because it's certainly something that I get I mean I get a lot of joy from it a lot of pleasure from doing stand-up and also it's it's what I do I don't sort of completely define myself as a stand-up. I'm lots of things. But it, it's just what I spend my time doing and sort of meeting people and connecting with people and having this, having my body in this sort of constant fight or flight mode where I'm constantly like put, forcing my body into like mad kinds of adrenaline. That sounds terrifying and, to somebody who doesn't do <laughs> stand-up comedy. I think it sounds terrifying to most people, but it's, I mean, it is addictive. But I love yeah. it. it. It's I, you know. But I think for about twelve years, my body's always been, you know, apart from sort of the odd holiday here and there or a week off at Christmas. I'm I'm quite often in a state of some form of nerves. How, right now, when you're not having that kind of getting on stage, do you are you feeling more relaxed, or is it more of I a kind of you're lacking tired. something? Mm. I feel quite tired. I mean, there would probably be a very interesting study um, done by someone that's probably not me on. <laughs> Don't on, limit on yourself. Sort of, it could be you. 
you never know. Listen, I've got a lot of time on maybe I could do a PhD in sort of <laughs> performance anxiety. So what well, it's so difficult when you ask me because there's so many people that I'm missing having communications with, like, you know, my mum and my brother who I'm very close to. But then I thought, well, who do I see more regularly? Um as in all the time, and then and so I've gone with a friend. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us about the friend. So it's my friend Jenny Bead, who I mean I've got a number of friends that could have fallen into this. My friend Rose, my friend Josh. I'm missing all of them, but Jenny is someone that I spend probably the most time with because we write together. Um, we work on a lot of different script ideas and stuff together, so we're we're often in meetings together. Uh, so we spend part of our day together like that. But also on tour, she often opens the show for me. Mm-hmm. So it's her or one of my other friends. Um, so we're often, you know, in Glasgow for two nights together and then going down to Cumbria and then going across to Liverpool. And so she's someone that I, someone that I am perfectly happy in silence with, um, yeah. which I think is a real sign of a good friendship. Definitely. That's quite a rare thing. I think yeah you own you don't have that with many people no and so I'm just missing her uh being around and before the last time I saw her and indeed the last time I saw you uh was Saturday two weeks ago now yeah Saturday two weeks ago basically which was before lockdown the yeah. weekend before lockdown, and Jenny, um, along with um, my friends Rose and Flo, um, organised my hen. And so, um, yeah, I think they all put sort of quite a lot of effort in, and now I've not seen them, which feels very strange. It's really strange, and it's it was such a it for me anyway. I'm I wasn't I wasn't the hen, but it felt like a very. Um, joyous occasion because everybody knew that probably we were gonna you know the likelihood was we were going to go into lockdown and so it felt like the last hurrah when we were all able yeah. to sort of well yeah because we were talking I was talking about um cancelling it and we sort of had a chat on the group and we could because we'd all been to work the day before basically I think mm-hmm. everyone was like look I'm happy to come because I felt in sort of an awkward situation thinking oh geez am I sort of pushing people to feel like they have to come to this mm-hmm. um but it ended up being very joyous and very fun and very busy. it was so fun it was it was, it was so such fun. a such a lovely evening and it was so it was weird though because that was this sort of weekend where I was still going out and doing stuff and then it was sort of the period where it was like we don't know what we're allowed to do so there was a lot yes. of like making your own moral decisions about things which felt and it was sort of dividing people, I think, because I had some yes. friends who were saying, I can't believe you're leaving the house. It was a very tricky thing for me because I ended up feeling like, oh, yeah, like I don't want to feel, people to feel like they have to come, which is really difficult because you feel, I mean, the, the day before I had a tour show in Cardiff, which was the last show that I did. And again, then we were thinking, is this going to go ahead? Is this worth going ahead? Is it, are people not going to turn up? And actually what happened I think out of you know out of a sold out room I think four people didn't come or five people didn't come and everybody else that was there was 
so up for it from the moment that I did the offstage announcement and, the, and, and the, the sound went dead. There was cheering and whooping and excitement. And I think that people assumed that it was going to be pulled and going to be cancelled. So because of that, I, again, I think people were like, this might be the last time we go out with our mates or we go to a, an event like this. Mm. Let's have a really great night. That must have been a really amazing collective feeling to have in the room it was really special I mean I'd love to say that it was all because of me and all because of my comedy but I think like the energy (laughs) that the audience bring in has so much to do with the show that they get Jenny was there with you that night wasn't she yeah yeah so we were together and she she absolutely smashed it and we had great time great fun then drove home sort of laughing the whole way home which is what we often do and she's a really sort of dear friend and someone that I can be sort of unapologetically myself with and um, I I hope that she would say the same about how she feels around me and we don't Mm. have I think I think like we don't have we're not neither of us sort of carry any shame when we're together we can sort of say anything and not worry about how the other person's going to hear it or worry they're going to hear it in a way that is uncomfortable or yeah it's it just it's a it's it's a friendship that makes me feel very um comforted when I'm with her and when we're on tour we could very easily have a a, a room each when we go and travel around and I always say do you want your own room you're more than welcome to it but we always end up staying in the same room and um you know staying in a little twin room or sharing a double and um it becomes like we're sort of teenagers and we're having a sleepover. Oh, that's so lovely. It's so, yeah, it's I so... mean, we're both mid 30s. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's but, so lovely. You know, it's, it's so <laughs> lovely that you two have found each other, you two childrenless <laughs> women who are absolutely <laughs> holding on to your youth with white knuckles. So we lived together um, around the corner from you uh, for a couple of years um, mm. after we both, maybe for 18 months after we both went through um, sort of quite significant breakups. So I think maybe it's interesting, maybe maybe people are listening going, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> I think one of the slightly more interesting things about mine and Jenny's relationship is we've only known each other for about four years. Mm, that was going to be my question because I, I actually didn't know when or how you guys had met. Yeah, so Jenny will tell people that when we first met, which was about 10 years ago, I was really rude to her. <laughs> but I assumed <laughs> I was delightful, but apparently I was rude to her. Um, I, I don't what, think in I what was. way does she say you but were rude? Apparently we had a cigarette. Oh, God, there was all this drama going on between one of my friends and this boy and her. And I don't I didn't have any interest in any of it. But I think I was just maybe a little brisk with her because I was worried about this other friend. Um, But then we ended up having a cigarette outside together. Smoking's not cool. I have since given up. Um, But um, then flash forward to sort of four years later, five years later, she put I had just gone. I I had just had a, a breakup. And so I had this flat that had this spare room that was a very small room, but sort of big enough for a double bed that would sort of do someone for like a stopgap. Mm-hmm. And so Jenny had put on Facebook, 
I'm looking for somewhere to live, which made me sort of realise that her relationship had probably broken down as well. Now, Jenny and I hadn't really spoken at all since that time that she thought that I was quite rude with her, and I disagree. Um, But we... (laughs) (laughs) So I messaged her and I said, look, I've got this little room in my flat. It's not massive, but it would do you for a stopgap if you wanted to. And she said, oh, that'd be amazing. Can I come and see it? And I said, yeah, sure. And then she said, oh, by the way, do you have any tap shoes? And I said, yeah, I've got some tap shoes. And she was like, What a niche request. Amazing. What are the chances that you had them? I've got an audition for stepping out. Could I borrow them when I come and view the flat? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, 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 of course you can. And, um... And so she came into the flat and was like, oh, yeah, this would be great. This would do me for like a month or so. Would that be OK? I said, yeah, sure. Um, and then I gave More importantly, where are the shoes? More more importantly, tapity tip, tap, tap. And so I gave <laughs> her my tap shoes and um, off she went into the night um, to tap. Tapping know. down the street. Tapping down the street. I mean, you actually can't wear them outside because it does scratch the taps and that will really disrupt the sound later on however that was a test uh, I just wanted to make sure you were to make sure (laughs) thank you for testing me I really appreciate that um (laughs) so um I gave her so then maybe like a week later she moved in planning on being there for six weeks and she stayed for 18 months um and just never moved out and and she's quite severely allergic to my cat so she had like a cold the whole time that she lived there, but she was just oh. like, ah, it's fine. I'll just take an antihistamine. I was just going to say that sounds like the beginning of a love story until I imagined her with a sort of swollen hay fever face, which is yeah, less swollen head. When she first moved in, did you find that you just bonded very quickly straight we away? We immediately clicked over sort of musical theatre, having the same sort of taste in things. Although she's really into superhero stuff, Marvel stuff. I'm not into that at all. Um and um she's really into men and I'm less so not at all um Mm. but other than that we're very very similar people we've sort of got quite similar families we're we're sort of both from quite close-knit families and so we immediately clicked and um found the same things very funny for example Mm -hmm. for a while Anthony Joshua was had had a was doing um a sports range with links you know links from <laughs> you know links from school as in um, the spray is in the spray what boys would oh, wear with you yeah not not the big cat yeah no she's she uh, big into um exotic animals um, we're big, yeah. we're big into, have you seen tiger king it's basically no um, oh my so, god yeah just finish it last night p.s um jeez oh, louise so so what anthony josh oh, what sorry we're what a roller coaster josh. I mean, and that's what you want from this podcast, isn't it? Anthony Joshua was doing um, a a thing with links. <laughs> and Jenny and I decided it was really funny to keep buying one for each other and wrapping it up and leaving it in the other one's bedroom. <laughs> so we had all of these sort of quite cheap men's aftershave in the house. Like just really stupid things. She bought me a DVD of Hey Mr. Producer, which is like an evening to celebrate Cameron McIntosh, which <laughs> the, the the West End musical producer. Um, and I mean, we really enjoyed that. We both had watched it as teenagers, so we could watch it going, oh, 
I know so and so's about to come out now. She's going to sing "Send in the Clowns." We knew it mm. all. So, um, so we linked over all of that sort of thing. And then what happened is um, my my nan died, who I was really close to, my lovely nan, and I was still going through the breakup stuff. I was still a bit of a mess, and I would say for about a week, I slept in her room, or she slept in my room because I was mm. just really sad. And so she'd be like, oh, let's watch a DVD in bed or let's watch a, I mean, what am I saying DVD? Where, where are we? 2010. We were watching Netflix in bed and um, and we would, and, and, and just sleeping next to somebody because I was really, really sad. And it was probably then that I thought, oh, this is more than just a mate that I have a laugh with. This is someone that's sort of really getting me through all of this. And she, because she didn't really know my ex, she wasn't, it was really nice that it was a new friendship that was fresh that felt like it just belonged to me yeah how did it make you feel being around her then in those the, the time when you guys oh, were sharing a hugely room? comforted like family really like yeah. family um and you know I, I and sort of when I got to sort of my when I got to 30 so, so she didn't come to my 30th birthday which feels really weird but and, and I didn't go to hers and you sort of assume that by the time you're that you, you're in your so you have you think when I'm thirty I'll probably have all of my best friends that was you know or I'll know all the people that are sort of not necessarily that you'll know forever I know that you make new friends when you might have children or different things like that but I, I felt like I'd probably made all of my best friends and so she was a real surprise and she was sort of someone that I didn't realise I needed and now I, I I couldn't I couldn't really be without her. In terms of what you get from the friendship now that you didn't know that you needed is that kind of would you say it's like um, extra support or yeah I think it's extra support I think it's someone that I can be sort of unapologetically myself with like I can I can say things to her that are really self-involved or really selfish or you know because we all have those feelings don't we where you go well you know I wouldn't broadcast this but I'm feeling like this about that job or I'm feeling like this about that thing happening in my life or that girl makes me feel like this and you wouldn't want to you know you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily want all of your friends to know that sort of quite ugly side of you yeah. but with Jenny I'm quite happy for her to know like all of the the sort of gross bits about me all of the parts of me that are sort of stressed or anxious or jealous or whatever the thing is she um she, she, she would never make me feel guilty for those feelings if you were going to describe Jenny to, to a stranger how how would you do it what do you think her best qualities are she's a very kind um small blonde lady <laughs> <laughs> so you can now spot her in the street as well it's not just what's on yeah, the inside she's she's a... I, she often has a, a white fluffy dog with her um, oh yeah her little doggy um but yeah I guess just I I think her kindness is something that sort of goes through more than anything else which is a quality that you know I think the older you get I would say that's the quality that shines out the most when I think about my girlfriend are there any moments mm. that um come to mind where she's 
in that situation where things feel kind of stressful and and you're feeling anxious has she managed to sort of turn it into anything funny or is she able to kind of oh yeah we'll end up having a laugh we'll end up having a laugh I mean a little while ago I was feeling a little bit nervous at the beginning of the tour and I was doing my sound check and she went into the wings to fart and didn't realize that the offstage mic was live and so that's that (laughs) around the room which I mean what's brilliant is what are you what are you most looking forward to doing together when 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 all of this eventually ends um just being just being able to be out and about and go to the pub and have a drink with her and you know and it's the same for so many of my friends just sort of I think one thing that I'm certainly getting out of this sort of terrible time is how much I appreciate people people in my family people um that you know my, my friends colleagues that I work alongside comics that I don't necessarily see all the time but it's always a, such a pleasure to run into them I really I think I'm, I'm I'll go back into comedy I've always loved it but with a new sort of a renewed vigor for how much I love the industry and how much I love being on stage and how much I love connecting with an audience that first time you see Jenny again do you think how do you think you'll you know, hypothetically, if it's been a couple of months since you guys have seen each other, how will you oh, feel? Yeah, it'd be a bit weird. I mean, she, if she doesn't cry, I'll be furious. <laughs> Is there anything that you ha- haven't said to Jenny before that you would like to? No, not really, because we're so gushy with our feelings. I'm always... Um, I'm always sort of telling her that I love her and telling her that she's one of my best friends and that I'm, I'm and so I, I like that I've been like that with her because so I think she knows exactly how I feel about her and I think a lot of my friends do I'm very sort of lovey well that's a nice thing I think I, I feel like we're all gonna be after this but I've definitely been yeah I think so I've been wanting to get in touch with people and just say I love them and I think that that like maybe I feel like some people aren't quite there yet, so they're like, are you okay? <laughs> mm. <laughs> but they'll get there, don't you worry. Oh, well, I think that's a great place to end it. Um, okay, and very... before I go, I, I, I do miss you. Do you know what? That is that all I wanted. <laughs> I'm not right. even, this isn't even going online. I just, this, it's all <laughs> for If you'd like to come on and tell us about someone you're missing, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at radioisopod.com.